Hi, everybody. It's Jeff from the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. We are live at GRL 2019, and I am with a return guest to the podcast, Charlie David, who I get to sit across from for the very first time. I know. How cool is this? It's awesome. (laughs) Thank you for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations on being here for your very first GRL. I know. You know, this is uh, this is definitely an exciting time because I've been part of this this uh, gay romance world for a number of years now, and have got to know you know different authors over the phone and by email and stuff. But to walk into the uh, convention center today and see just how many passionate fans and publishers and producers and consumers of this content in these books there are it's really cool to see them in person and just wait till it really kicks in because this is just the preamble what we're getting tonight (laughs) so hang on for tomorrow right one of the things that's brought you here besides the fact that you're an author and uh audiobook narrator is you're actually working on a documentary here for your Outspoken series. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that and what you're hoping to gather here over the weekend. Yeah, so Outspoken is a series that I've been producing and directing for uh, OutTV, which is in Canada, South Africa, uh, New Zealand, um, and Australia, and and soon to be launching in India as well. Um, the series, it, it's documentary that's always looking with a queer lens at something. It could be fashion, music, uh, animation, relationships, sex. And I started thinking one day because, you know, Sometimes my friends ask, well, what do you do? You seem like you're retired. I'm like, well, I kind of am, but I also work really hard, guys, you know. But one of my jobs is, is you know, narrating uh, predominantly gay romance. And, and when I tell them that most of the writers are women or that there's a, a large uh, percentage of the both writers, publishers, and readership that that are women and straight women, that always makes people just, their face turns into a question mark, right? <laughs> As did mine at the beginning. And and that that's what made me, you know, kind of uh, provoke me to think this would make a great documentary, right? Because if I'm curious about something and a lot of other people uh, show curiosity around it, then I think it's worth diving into. And even on the way down here from Toronto today, I mean, people on the train when I was picking up the car rental in restaurants, hey, what are you doing here? And, you know, as soon as I tell this story, they're like, what? That happens? <laughs> that exists in Albuquerque today? You know, so it's it's fun because it feels like you're you're part of this secret community in a way that that is you know breaking down barriers and busting down walls and and going mainstream in in you know really uh really at an exciting time of growth and it's fun because you know those of us who've been around for a while we get to be part of that and and share that excitement what made you decide to come to grl to do this Mm -hmm. is it just like the central nexus of it all or I think so. I mean, I had been invited uh, for a few years to come, and it hadn't really worked out. And um, but I had, you know, um, stayed in in contact with the organizers. And at first, I thought, okay, well, I could potentially fly to New York and Portland and you know uh, San Diego and places where I know people who are in this, or 
come to the nexus, come to the hub when everybody's <laughs> going to be together, right? And and I think that's what GRL really offers is this, you know, it's four jam-packed days of getting to passionately talk about a an interest, a hobby, uh, or a career for many of us as well that we're all very passionate about. Um, and and so I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to to do a lot of interviews in a, in a short amount of time. How has the response been from folks who know you are coming here to work on this? Because the organizers put the word out, I want to say maybe three or four months ago, mm-hmm. that you were coming. How's the response been? Well, one thing, you know, to be honest, that I was nervous about and that I'm generally nervous about when I'm making a documentary or anything that I do was how would the participants, how would the, you know, the community here feel about me coming in with cameras, right? Because it's like, it's this special thing that is also, it's like, I imagine it as kind of like a summer camp in a way, or this protected space where you can really let your hair down, be yourself, share your passion, share, you know, about your favorite stories and stuff. But at the same time, you might not want everybody to know that right (laughs) about you i think a lot of people here are on a spectrum of even their their level of comfort in in disclosing this interest right it's almost like a, a coming out process in a way and so some may you know they might not disclose with their coworkers or a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend or somebody else back home or their circle of friends or family that they are a gay romance writer or reader or publisher and so in going into any kind of situation like that I always try and be as um, as considerate as possible respectful of the people and and you know to hold space for them in their space and so one thing that the organizers thought of that I thought was awesome was you get to choose a color of a lanyard if you don't want a camera on you you get a bright pink neon one and that's a you know that's a sign for us to stay away and um and of course we will because you know there are somewhere you know it, we're still in a place and time where for some it could be damaging it could be loss of job loss of you know a friendship or whatever else because of this passion and i don't want to be part of that i just want to right. be part of you know holding people up what's your hope for what the message that the finished documentary will carry, which of course might be hard to say right now in the, mm-hmm. as you're just assembling the pieces, but looking forward. You know, I just stopped myself because I was at like <clears throat> 60 questions. <laughs> I was like, I only get to sit down for, with these people for like an hour each. I'm going to have to put it on like, you know, 30 second, one minute timers on each question. I feel like I have so much that I want to dive into and explore because I think it is this interesting thing where there are really two sides of the coin in how some people view this, right? Some people view it as the writing of gay romance by predominantly straight women is a beautiful show of open-hearted, open-mindedness, activism in some cases, etc. There's the other side of the conversation that may ask, is your imagination expansive enough to allow you to go to places of discrimination, <clears throat> potentially being beaten, 
what coming out is like, really dark moments that sometimes queer people go through as a, as a first person lived experience. And I don't know that there's an immediate answer to that, but I think it's worth reflecting on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, I think we were chatting before coming, kind of like in, in Hollywood right now, and in society in general, we're at a time of kind of call out culture, right? It's mm -hmm. like, if a straight actor plays a gay role, we're gonna talk about it. If the Little Mermaid is black, and she used to be white with red hair, we're gonna talk about it. If a Korean actor is playing you know, a, a character that is supposed to be Chinese, we're gonna talk about it. And, and I think that that talk is healthy. What I would hope is that we come to a place where we are expansive enough to be inclusive of everybody and that there is space for anybody to tell any story. I think right now we're just at this, you know, we're still very protectionist of some of our own stories and we wanna make sure that they're, um, you know, as true and authentic as, as possible. So I'm, I'm really excited to dive into that with, with some of the, the writers and readers here. Do you have a rough time frame for when the documentary will hit the airwaves? Yeah, so I, I just finished the first episode of, this will be in our fourth season of the show. So I just finished the last one, which was all about kink and fetishes, which was super fun too. <laughs> <laughs> to get to go to, you know, some BDSM play spaces. And anyway, um, so that one... I think it'll be in the new year because we're still releasing some of the episodes from season three, which will kind of finish in December. So I'm imagining this will be a, a spring 2020 release. And we're still working on title. Like I kind of think GRL is pretty cool. Girl, you know, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, in film and television, often the most just simple knock you over the head, you know exactly what it is, titles kind of work, mm -hmm. you know, because people know what, what they're getting into, what to expect. So if you have ideas, still open, open ears over here. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, we see Outspoken in the States on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime here. So, yeah, we've had a really, um, yeah, it's been so fun diving into topics like this year. I did one on sex parties and kind of an, an education and tutorial about, you know, how do you go to a sex party? Maybe having a, like a wing person to go with you and that type of thing. Um, but I think this one is especially exciting for me and the execs at OutTV uh, back home in Canada are terrifically exciting, uh, excited about it. They're just like, dude, where do you come up with these ideas? I'm like, I didn't come up with it. I just like was part of it and then realized we should do something on this. Well, how often do you get to do an episode where you're part of mm. well, in, in the way that you are now with the sex this. party one, the fetish <laughs> one, the kink one. No, all of them, <laughs> all of them, basically. No, I mean, I always follow my nose in terms of, you know, curiosity, but yeah, none to this level of, you know, this is, this is part of, uh, my creative sphere and, and how I make a living and, um, and what I consider fun. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely very, very personal as well. And I think that's also why 
I'm so excited to have these conversations with people because I think it's also going to be a lot of cause for self-reflection for myself too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When this comes out, you'll have to come back. Yeah, to we'll the show, show it. Yeah, and, and talk about the experience of cutting it all together and mm -hmm. creating the narrative that it ends up with. Yeah, I think. I mean, the challenge with the series for me—it's a TV hour, which means you know roughly forty-five minutes—and um, we're going to have so many conversations <laughs> over these four days. I mean, just you know, the one that we're going to have uh, on. Uh, the M, M. Prague, you know, uh, universe, that in itself, I feel like could be an episode, sure. could be a show, you know? Um, and I'm sure that I'll be sitting down with uh, each of the people for about an hour. And that, that's my challenge when I go home with 30 or 40 hours of, of tape and then go, okay, guys and gals, we got to make this 45 minutes. <laughs> Bonus reel for the DVD. Yeah. Eventually. Well, I was almost thinking like, oh, maybe you could teach me how to do a podcast one day because then we could take all these like, you know, really fun conversations I have with people, extract audio and, and be able to share. Cause it almost feels, you know, I'm sad sometimes when I go back and I've had this wonderful conversation with somebody and it ends up being three minutes of an episode right as yeah. opposed to a long any longer form medium where yeah you get that time to expand for sure um, happy to teach you how to do a podcast okay anytime cool. <laughs> now besides the documentary you're also here as in what they call the industry pro mm -hmm. and, and you're going to be later tonight doing some reading at the audiobook narrator uh panel um what kind of audiobooks are you narrating these days what what's coming across your your table it's a really fun um, kind of wide spectrum of stuff. I, I work regularly with Ella Frank and with uh, Brooke Blaine. And I mean, those ladies are prolific in, in their writing. They always have, you know, at least one series kind of on the go. So um, I just finished Henry, which was Confessions book five, maybe book six with Ella Frank. And we have another one coming up uh, called Bailey at the end of the month. Um, so that one's really fun. She has, you know, a lot of kind of bad boys in there that are fun to boys. She always does a great, you know, hot sex scenes as well. Um, I've started working with Angel Knots. And so I'm diving into this whole you know, M. Prague universe, and and uh, in this series, it's it's a bunch of uh, best friends who are college age, and they've formed a celibacy club, and not too many of them are successful. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it that way, you know. But they have a lot of fun along uh, along the road. So I'm on book uh, four of that right now, and. Uh, and then working with Gregory Ash, which I'm super yes. excited about. I saw this come across my Facebook feed from him just, I want to say within the last couple of days, that mm -hmm. his the first book in the Borealis Investigation series has you as the narrator. I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. How did you and Greg kind of hook up to do that work? And what did you, I have to ask what you thought of the book too. Yeah, you know, for the most, most of my audiobook work at this point comes from, authors or publishers just reaching out directly and saying, hey, do you want to work together? Do you have time? Where might it fit, fit on the calendar? And um, 
I generally try and give a read of something just to make sure that we both, that it's, you know, that there's some, uh, some synergy between us, right, in, in terms of the creativity. And I read the first uh, chapter of Orientation, uh, Greg, Gregory's first book in that series, and I was hooked. I was like, this guy is super talented, and I like really want to know what's going to happen next, and I really want to get to know these characters. They're so well drawn. Um, it's this... North and Shaw are these, you know, they've been best friends for a long time. They own this detective agency together that specializes in uh, kind of queer cases. And there's this really, you know, dynamic push and pull between them, this this kind of love that dare not speak its name because they both don't have the courage to yet kind of go there, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, I'm just, I'm having so much fun with it we've just started the second book um triangulation uh in that series and i believe that there's one more for sure after yeah. but i'm gonna beg him i'm gonna be like gregory north and shah better come back or at least you send them to my house <laughs> 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 there's not another book oh he's, yeah it's great yeah he's he's amazing and as we were talking about before we hit the record button you got to do the hazard and somerset series yeah. you got to check that out because oh. it's mm, so so good so besides, hopefully you're not going to be behind the, the, the camera crew the whole weekend. Anything you're hope, looking to do at GRL just to take in the experience kind of separate from the filming and such? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm here to have fun too. You know, we've, we have a pretty tight schedule, just like I think most people who are, are here, right? We're, we're mm -hmm. here to work and we're here to, uh, to play as well. Um, I'm, Definitely curious about the costume party, <laughs> the dance party. I want to go to that and, and see what that's all about. Um, I think there's a baby shower going on at one point as well. Yes. That might be kind of fun to see. The impreg baby shower on yes. Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, as a newbie, I'm just, you know, open arms, big wide eyes. You know, I, I want to experience it all, so. I'm going to be around every room, every corner, poking my nose in and trying to talk to everybody. <laughs> and what else is new from Charlie David that folks should be checking out now? Uh, well, coming up outside of the Outspoken series, um, I'm about to go into production on a new show called Avocado Toast. And it's definitely queer as well. Avocado Toast is kind of this meme that this uh, Australian multimillionaire or potentially billionaire was a little bit derisive towards millennials and said, well, none of you will be able to afford a house or have any investments or savings because you spend all your money on avocado toast and fancy coffees. <laughs> and of course, the millennials are like, uh, hello, houses are no longer $70,000, you know, and our <laughs> income has not like kept pace with that. Um, but the show itself, it's, it's a scripted comedy. We're going to do 10 episodes, and it's looking at the, the sex, relationship, and work lives of two millennial best friends and their baby boomer parents. So we cast, we finish casting on Tuesday as soon as I get back. <laughs> We've just crewed up, and, and we'll be going to camera um, yeah, second week of November. So that one I'm super excited about. We have a trailer up already at uh, avocadotoasttheseries.com. Um, and then 
uh, in November, I'll also start casting the second season of a show called Drag Heels that I do. And Drag Heels is kind of like RuPaul's Drag Race, minus the competition, it's more a celebration. And so it's almost like drag artists, both queens and kings, go through a personal story exploration that will culminate in a public show. So we're excited. That'll be another 10 episodes that we'll film in, in January, and that's another one I love to do. Fantastic. Any time in all of this to write another book? Oh, God, I want to. I don't know. I know. <laughs> Did that me, answer the question? This is me putting Tony David on the spot right here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know what? I really want to because, well, even tonight, I'm going to read... Uh, a passage from Mulligans, which was one, uh, you know, uh, one of my three books, and I'm doing that number one because my voice is a bit scratchy and it's very, it's comfortable for me because it's my own writing. I know it, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but as I was reviewing it, I was like, oh, you know what? I want to do this again. I want to write again. I want to tell another story, and I think, I hope that my storytelling skills have elevated from. That one was a decade ago, right? So just through, you know, the act of uh, narration and reading a lot of other people's work, storytelling through film and television as well. So, yeah, I'd like to give it another stab. I should probably go to school with Gregory Ash for a while, though, like have him tutor me or something. You know, I, I've thought about that a master class <laughs> with Gregory Ash would be a really good thing. Maybe we could talk him into that. Yeah, and Ella Frank. And, I mean, there's so many fantastic writers. All right. Well, Charlie... Thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, telling everybody about this great project for Outspoken. And we look forward to seeing the finished product next year. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. (laughs) For detailed show notes and links to everything discussed in this episode, go to biggayfictionpodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday at all major podcast distributors. You can also find us on YouTube. I'm Derek McLean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.